0: Hey guys, welcome to the Bang Broadcast, episode number four hundred and thirty-eight. I am Chris. I'm John, and I'm Paul. We are a weekly podcast that comes to you in three of the ways. The first of the ways
1: is
2: the Week in Geek, bringing you the top geek stories from the past week. Next is the List: of comic books that we are looking forward to coming out March twenty fourth, two thousand twenty one.
0: I think you usually say 2021. Yeah. Uh, what did I say? 2021. That's weird. That's unsettling. I don't like it. I don't like it. But you know what I do like? Our main topic. And this week, we're stepping back to one of our old favorites. And this is going to be our trading policy. And this week, it's one of John's picks. And John, I'm going to let you uh, introduce it since it's your pick.
2: Oh, this is going to be Jeff Lemire's Black Hammer. The first volume, the start of Jeff Lemire's... Black Hammer universe that he's created over at Dark Horse? Um, Yeah. yeah. And he's actually, a bunch of other creators are now jumping into the Black Hammer and doing their own tales within the Black Hammer world that he created.
0: Nice. And I'm ready to jump into what we do next, and that's always talk about, our beers that we're drinking. And Paul, I'm really interested to hear what you have to say, because I don't have a lot to say about... The beer that I'm drinking, but your son's really good.
1: Yeah, I'm drinking uh, what I didn't know was a variety four pack when I first picked it up. Uh, this is the Revive Western New York Restaurants Four Pack. A bunch of breweries well, or breweries in this four pack uh, came together and brewed specialty one-off beers and uh, to ra- pr- raise proceeds to go to uh, reopening restaurants you know that have been closed down here in Western New York. It's a non-profit with a mission to provide financial support and marketing resources to local independent restaurants. So um, this is brewed by Resurgence Brewery, and this is an amber lager. It's their blueberry pancake amber lager. Sounds delicious, right? Sounds like, so good. What can go wrong? Uh, what could go wrong is it tastes like they just poured a bunch of Bisquick into the mix and uh, called it a pancake beer. Mm. You do get a nice blueberry like flavor up front, and then... It finishes with big maple syrup flavor, and that maple syrup flavor is a very lingering one. It uh, stays on your tongue for quite a while. But that whole middle palate is just like raw flour, bisquicky, um, just not that pleasant, almost chalky. And then, you know, finishes nicely. It's not—I might be overselling how that, you know, mid-palate flavor, as uh, I've gone into it more— I've kind of gotten used to it and it isn't as bad, but the first couple sips were a little rough. Um, I'm surprised people have been talking this up, John, like that this is the yeah, best of pack. Was... If this is the best pack, I'm worried. Go ahead.
2: Um, so. I think that's the one that was the, really the standout, and so much so that Resurgence went back and re-brewed it and put it out just on its own as a four-pack. Um, mm. But everything from the brewers. To distributors, to even the stores that were selling it, were giving like the profits um, from this beer. So the dis- the brewery sells the beer to the distributor. The distributor sells the beer to the store, and in all of those fronts, those profits went to the um, Revive the, Western uh, New York restaurants. Western. Western New York. So it's kind of nice that everyone on. Everyone was kind of on board with that. But Chris, uh, I think you and I both have a beer that didn't super wow us. I was expecting something crushable and refreshing out of mine. I did get that, but it's not a beer I'd go
0: back to. But what are you drinking? Uh, I'm drinking... I I felt like you were describing my beer because... It's, something, it's not bad. I don't think I'll go back to it. And this is coming from Terrapin Brewing out of Athens, Georgia. And this is their Strawberry Dreamsicle. And this is a strawberries and cream IPA. Uh, when I went to my beer store today to get beer for the show, I went in with a, not something I wanted to get. But when I saw this on the shelf, I was like, oh, you know what? I'm going to get all berry beers. Why not? And this isn't bad. But it makes me want a, another beer. Not just a, a different beer, but another beer. Because when I lived in Grand Rapids, there was a brewery called Shorts. And they did a beer called Soft Parade, which was just a fruit ale. It had strawberries, like blueberries, raspberries in it. And that was just a great, crushable, quenching, like springtime drinker. They didn't do it all the time. It was like a limited release beer for them. And this just kind of makes me want that. Because it has hints of that nice, just berry sweetness and tartness right up on the front and then it kind of comes in with that terrapin ipa on the back end that just kind of muddies up that flavor profile and i would have liked a little bit softer hop on this um john you know you know what hops are right
2: i do know what hops are
0: um are you do you think they're using cone or pellets i don't know what that means (laughs) this is all before the show talk guys so that's fun it's fun for us. Um, up on the top of this, it says, not your mama shortcake. And, you know, going into this with that shortcake kind of mind frame, I can understand it. Um, it says, combined with real strawberries and heaps of lactose sugar for an extra creamy brew, our strawberry dreamsicle IPA will have you spooning this beer out of your glass. It's not bad. I think this would be good, like reduced over cheesecake maybe, but I'm glad I just picked up the one can of it because... Once I finish this, I'm I'm gonna forget about this beer. Like, there's nothing that's gonna make me be like, man, you know what? I really enjoyed Terrapin Strawberry Dreamsicle. Like, no, no, thank you.
2: Uh, And I'm having from Peak Organic Brewing Company their Happy Hour Crushable Pilsner, four point seven percent, nine ninety nine for a six pack, Tallboys. This beer's not bad. And I've just Paul and I were on the show a little bit before Chris came on. I mean, what we were talking for about a half hour. I could have totally crushed this beer, but I kept going, I gotta I gotta wait to be able to talk to it when we record. There's nothing wrong with this beer, but it's just a beer. Like it's nothing. There's nothing wowing about it where I've had like a Pilsner and I've been like, wow, that's a really good Pilsner. This is just a really good beer, but it's nothing that's like, Oh, I got to go back to it.
1: Sometimes Uh, a beer is just a beer and a Batman book is just a Batman Batman book. book. Or
2: X-Force
0: or X-Factor, all, all those, all those things. Uh, I do want to jump in side beer review. Um, this week we had St. Patrick's Day, and on St. Patrick's Day, a lot of breweries here in Orlando did special, like, one-off, like, Irish stouts and stuff like that. And Dead Lizard Brewing, which is probably about, like, 10 minutes away from me, did Old Greg's, uh, Irish stout. And it's a coffee milk stout. And this is absolutely fantastic. 8.5% ABV. I, I got a growler of it. I used to have a growler rolling around in the back of my car all the time. I don't anymore, so I actually had to Pony up the eight bucks for another growler, but it's okay. Um, yeah, but I've basically killed this thing over the last like three days. This is just a great drinkable milk stout, and I'm kind of sad that it was just like a one-off St. Patrick's Day brew for them because I'm really enjoying this. I had my first pint of it on St. Patrick's Day with dinner, which I tried to make corned beef and cabbage in like an hour didn't work out that well because uh everywhere that was doing like irish food was already done by the time i got out of work so i was like well what can i 23 skidoo together to try to make this work uh didn't didn't come out the same but i i had my beef i had my cabbage i had my potatoes i had some soda bread with a milk stout reduction on it so you know what it was it was okay but this beer is fantastic. And Dead Lizard, if you're listening, you're not going to be. Uh brew this again, because <laughs> I I spent forty dollars on the growler. And I I would do it again. Like this is fantastic. This is just great drinkable. Nice coffee, like a rich like chocolate malt so to it. Like it was that 30, sweetness from
2: It was thirty two bucks for the for the beer?
0: Yes. It wasn't something that they normally put in the growlers.
2: Alright. I, yeah, because I mean,
0: it it was literally I, just been, like a it was a one off brew for yeah. St Patrick's Day, so it's like upper tier.
2: I that I can understand. It has been I don't know when the last time I bought a growler was because if I That's, go anywhere, I'm usually getting a growler.
0: Yeah,
1: but um, it's thirty two ounces, right? 64. So, 64. 64? So what is that Four yeah, four pints. Yes, because I had three, right. and then Yanni had one. So that's eight. Then that I So that's eight dollars per pint.
2: That's not.
0: Yeah, it doesn't make sense. No, and like I said, I, it was like the growler itself was like eight seventy five. I think because yeah. dumbass, I just don't have one in my car anymore. Is there like a Bailey's-ness
2: to it? Because you think old Greg from, um, I'm old Greg. I'm old Greg. This is how close I get to. I, I think, think that's kind of where I'm that
0: thinking. that milk stout comes in because it is done with like the the lactose on there, but it's still just such a nice like coffee like dryness and like that chocolate sweetness to it. It's fantastic, like well done. And I just killed this growler, and it kind of makes me sad. So it might be one of those things. I'm off on Monday. I got to do laundry, but oh, I do want to go to Sideward because they put out some beers too. Uh, Problems, am I right? Where do I go? What beer do I drink? What do I watch? Uh, let's let's walk past the
2: news garden and talk about the one subject we have to talk about. Yeah,
1: and talking about what to watch. If you want to kill four hours of your life, you can uh, watch Justice Snyder cuts Justice League movie, which uh, none of us have seen it yet.
0: So you know, well, I'll hold my opinions until I get to see it. Yeah, I can with. The Snyder Cut and the regular Justice League, I haven't seen them, so I can only speak on just how I feel about watching them. And everything I've heard about this one doesn't kind of drive me to be like, okay, yeah, maybe I should check this out, because it sounds like it's just kind of more of the same. Yeah. Uh, I don't think
2: Zack Snyder understands the DC superheroes
0: and uh, it, one of the reviews I heard was like, yeah, this proves he just doesn't know how to make a movie in this universe. Cause again, it's just like dark and dreary and now they can say fuck. Like,
2: yeah. And I don't like, I was talking to somebody and they were like, yeah, like, you know, you got a, well, like a rated R superhero movie. And I'm like, yeah, but this is the justice league. It's Superman, yeah. it's Batman, it's the the top tier superheroes of DC. It does not need to be rated R movie. Batman doesn't need to say fuck. Like it just it just doesn't work. And it's like Snyder is still like that high school kid reading Watchmen and you know Dark Knight returns and thinking that's cool and as a 50-year-old man wants to make that movie and he never learned anything else about those characters and it just he just doesn't seem to get it and i i don't understand the dc fans who were clamoring for this and i say that and then every 25 to 20-year-old i talk to at work love those movies and I just like I'm like yeah, but it's not those characters. Do you like? But they don't know any other version of those characters because they never really watched any of the cartoons, or they never read any books, or they never saw any of the other movies. Like they're I just in that Snyderverse bubble, and they think that that's
0: how they are and how they. Should I don't be. want. I don't want to completely jump, but I think that's the same thing with Harley Quinn and Deadpool where it's like those are the breakout characters that you have now like and they've been that way for a couple years now but those characters work best in the comics when they're just kind of one-offs and you see them jump into something like we've read Deadpool books we've enjoyed Deadpool books but none of us have ever like stayed on and continuously read a Deadpool book like Paul I think you read Harley Quinn for a few years. D- yeah, yeah, yeah. But that was because it was like a
1: it was, comedy book. And it it was, was played up for the laughs. It wasn't ever serious.
2: And it was Paul Miotti and um, Connor, right?
1: Yeah, Amanda Connor. Yeah.
2: Amanda Connor. Like, just yeah. being two crazy kids and love making a crazy book. Like,
1: Yeah. It was slapstick Looney Tunes. Yeah. You know, good. in the DC universe. It was... And that's what she should be, you know. But now they slap hot pants on her and, you know, well, I know now she's a hero. I don't get it. But it doesn't – not everything needs to be for me. And
2: no, you know,
0: I'm, I, I just, I'm glad people got this and they enjoy it. But the DC, like, cinematic universe, just – it's not my versions of these heroes in – that, that kind of plays out too in Black Hammer, where it's like very analogous to what I know from comic books and what I like from comic books, but it's still removed enough from it that it stands on its own.
2: Yeah.
0: yeah I, people like it. Uh, this past week we also had Falcon and Winter Soldier come out, which I did watch. I did enjoy. I look forward to talking to John about it when Paul's not around because he hasn't seen it yet.
2: Um yeah I I really liked it too. Um I think that o- action opening set piece yeah. was fantastic. Um you expect that out of a big budget superhero movie,
0: not a TV show. So the 40 minutes of Falcon and Winter Soldier episode number 1 reminded me of the first 20 minutes of like a Marvel cinematic like Captain America movie. like It's very much like that setup that leads you into that catalyst. Yeah, And now now I'm looking forward to the rest of like the, the movie.
2: Yeah, uh, because this definitely is set up. It's setting up where Bucky Barnes is. It's setting up where Sam Wilson is. It's setting up the villain. And I'm liking it. I'm along for the ride. You have... Um, I, I, I don't, I don't see Anthony Mackie as he's better as a side player. I feel it's he's missing some little spark of
0: charisma. I will fight you. It's like Uh, a is a man. I think we need to take a look at when you as a. We need to take a look at when you're getting your surgery and when we can sit down to, like, record Falcon Winter Soldier and Raya and the Last Dragon, because I am about to fight you, because <laughs> Anthony Mackey is nothing but charisma.
2: I don't know if Christmas is not the right—he—like, there's just—I I think he's supposed to have that—not elite because he, he's—this show is, is him l- leading up to carry the mantle, because he gave— it, Paul, take your headphones off. Take no, your- go ahead. <laughs> take headphones off. I can't get my headphones back
1: on. I have too much hair right. behind <laughs> my
2: ears. <laughs> so this show is him giving away his, the mantle and then coming back, working his way back to feeling like he deserves it.
0: Well, I feel like and, at that point it's, it's imposter syndrome because Steve's like, no, like, if anyone deserves this, it's you. And then he's like, how do I live up to that? And now – without seeing you know we're talking about episode one the government just gives it to someone we don't know who yeah you know uh, john walker is at this point we don't know who who is in this universe like it could be completely different from the comics too um i i'm looking forward to seeing that all play out but i i do enjoy seeing the more grounded versions of these characters where it it is Sam like trying to keep the family business going. It is Bucky trying to deal with his past grievances in the only way he knows how, but he can't do that. Like I think it's a great watch just to see how these characters have to kind of deal with their own shit in this time, because this isn't a superhero story for either one of them. Like Pump of the captioning, on he's reading everything we're saying. Did he really? No. No. He, okay, I didn't know. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. He, but yeah, I'm I'm enjoying what I've seen so far and the glimpses on these characters and the big thing that was pushing me into looking forward to the show is just getting to see them interact together cuz those brief moments that we got of it in stuff like Civil War makes me be like, yeah, they're two friends who just have a best friend in common. That's it. Uh, you guys and that know was I that have, was, have was, to
1: edit the show,
0: so I'm. You gonna, don't ha, have to I'm listen gonna, to every bit of it, Paul. Paul, we all know you
2: don't really edit that much. <laughs> I know. I just go uh, through the
1: breaks and like up. Yeah.
2: Edit. Delete. <laughs> Remember when you guys, when I was Captain America and you were Bucky and Sam? Wait, who is Bucky? Who is Sam? Mm, I guess Chris, you would be Bucky because I've known you long. Oh, Want to be oh, Sam? Okay.
1: I was thinking the opposite. I'm the old man.
2: <laughs> so I
1: would be Bucky. See, that's, that's what I got. And I would also hate fun. That seems very Bucky
0: esque. Uh, a worthwhile yeah. addition to the Marvel Universe and the Dizzy Plus stable of programming, I think. And hopefully we can talk about it a little bit more. Maybe, yeah. maybe knock on a movie fix because nobody else I have known besides Yanni, because we watched it like that morning when it came out. Uh, I haven't had a chance to really discuss it with anybody yet, and I'm looking forward to that
2: yeah um uh, definitely in the next couple days because I am going out for surgery. I'm a ten year old I'm having my tonsils taken out um so we'd be kind of holding back on releasing some episodes we're gonna have <laughs> thanks for covering for me I just have uh
1: I started home improvement projects instead of editing the show uh we're recording this on March twentieth by the way. This will not be released anywhere close to March 20th. So uh, sorry about that, everybody. But, you know, but pro- old improvement comes first.
2: I probably won't be able to do uh, podcasting for at least three weeks oh. or so. But I'm hoping to get a couple movie fixes done with Chris. We got a, a back catalog of uh, episodes for Paul to put out. So. Uh, but, Paul, that's going to take us into the list. The comic book's that we are looking forward to coming out March twenty fourth, yeah. two thousand twenty one.
1: Oh, and I'm looking forward to Batman Superman sixteen. John start a new new story arc. Perfect jumping on time. This is coming out of uh, Dark Dark Knight's Death Metal, uh, where we get to see. And uh the the different worlds of the realities of the multiverse that is back after death metal, I don't really know what but happened. I'm gonna read not. the book but nonetheless. The multiverse. Yeah. But the multiverse is back again. I didn't know it disappeared. I thought they came back after fifty two. Um but whatever. Uh but why I'm coming on to this is because Batman and Superman are gonna be facing off against a uh a new villain called Spider Lady.
0: Ooh. wait, is me. that is that really the villain's name? Yep. Who's <laughs> the Spider Lady? So poisonous this? webs. If you had asked like, if you had asked like seven year old Chris, like, hey, who, who are Batman and Superman gonna fight against? <laughs> Did I had just like a Spider robin action figure that I didn't know who she was from like that Secret Wars collection? Like, eh, spider Lady, <laughs> yeah.
1: You know me. I, I, I always enjoy a good, sexy spider lady. So here we go. Uh, written by Jean Lung Yang. And, uh, you know, I really should have looked that up, and I'm sorry, everybody. Jean Lung Yang. And uh, art by Danny Miki. So um, it seems like fun. There's also another villain, Dr. Adam, but I really want to focus on uh, se- sexy spider
2: lady. <laughs> The character's name is Doctor Mister Adam. To no.
1: you, <laughs> Doctor Mister Adam.
0: <laughs> so uh, yeah, Guess. Paul. Paul, you got to throw it to someone else now. Oh, oh,
1: okay. Uh, I gotta. I don't have two screens right now. I'm recording on a laptop. I'm not on my computer. I don't know who's looking at me. Uh, oh, to, you, let's throw it to John. You John, just, you were here. If you just
0: have Skype open. You should still see both of us there. I know. I had to jump uh, back to the
1: screen. With <laughs> okay. Skype. Yeah, because I was reading, I I was reading the solicitation,
2: so I absolutely knew it was Spider. Uh, nothing this week <laughs> interested me, so I'm going back into my wish list, and I'm gonna grab Batman Catwoman number three by Tom King and Clayman. Uh, I've been I enjoyed one and two. I'm looking forward to grabbing number three,
0: and that's my pick, Chris. Um, I, I really liked number one. I look forward to reading number two and now number three. Um, I'm looking forward to not a new number one. There was one coming out that since we had to pick a book to discuss for the show, I was like, Oh, I guess I could pick teen Titans Academy number one. And then I read the solicitation and I'm like, no, like, I don't think this is a book that I would actually ever read. It's just something that I would. Pick up just to have a book to talk about. So I'm going to save myself that headache. And instead, I'm going to be going back to a book that came out last week. And this is going to be Nightwing number 78. And I haven't purchased a Nightwing book in probably about two years now because it's all been the, like, the Rick Grayson stuff and the fallout from him being shot in the head and then having amnesia. But Dick Grayson's back, baby! Uh, and this is a part one of a news story so I know Paul's gonna be excited for it uh, written by Tom Taylor art Ooh. by someone oh it doesn't say it here Tom Taylor's been doing a great job uh, from what I heard uh, on, uh like
1: you found it so I was uh, no, I, I, helping, I, sorry I didn't want to cut you off
0: but uh written by Tom Taylor art by Bruno redono and Paul what have you been hearing about this Tom Taylor kid
1: Tom Taylor's been doing a great job over in his quarter with the uh, the Dead World. Deceased. DC, uh, deceased, yeah. That A lot of people like that, and it keeps on getting more and more miniseries. I think it just wrapped up. It had, what, four different
0: Deceased they, they've miniseries? They've done a lot of, like, spin-off stuff from it, yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah, so it sold well, because otherwise they wouldn't have done another mini. So, yeah. yeah. But this, it, Him it, on Nightwing sounds exciting.
0: It seems like this, from what the, I've seen from reviews, too, where it's people just be like, oh, yeah, this is... Dick Grayson back as Nightwing and it's Nightwing as you know and remember and love him as so I'm excited to pick this one up more excited for this than I have Nightwing book in a long time probably that was the reviews of everything I read from about deceased
1: was these are the DC superheroes that you know and like them as unfortunately they're all being bitten and turning into zombies
0: I mean, I didn't dislike Deceased, uh, number one, because we read that years ago. Mm -hmm. And I just realized I actually never sent this, so I'm putting it in our chat now.
2: Let's pause everything.
0: Okay, what is it? Yeah, that's fine. Uh, Because we can, you know, throw it over to the next thing if we want to talk about our beers or head into... The next segment of the show that we normally do. <laughs> yeah, let's talk about our next. Oh, it's the gift of Sabrina that
1: oh. I thought we were talking about the gifts that
0: Chris. No, just I said. was that was literally just me saying, like, oh, I I thought I sent this, but I didn't. <laughs> uh,
2: but yeah, we're gonna yeah, talk about the next beer. I'm almost done with mine. Yeah. Um, and this is coming from other half brewery. This is their Mylar bags, double dry hopped, Imperial IPA, eight point five percent. Uh, this is a dangerous beer because it goes down way too easy. This is probably the best beer from other half I've had. And I'd rate this pretty high for just IPAs. There's this really great sweetness that is in this beer. It is just absolutely uh, delicious. Um, I, I can't put my finger on what like the you know is it mango is it papaya it's just, just nice yeah, tropical it's just, like stone fruit the beer just dances on your tongue with flavor and like at 8.5 percent you can just like gulp this beer um it's absolutely fantastic um yeah probably my highest rated um, IPA I've probably had in a long time highest rated other half beer Hmm. definitely going to be the thing that I'm looking at like anytime I see mylar bags from other half I'll be getting a pint I'll be buying it because it's absolutely delicious
0: Ooh. Paul, does this Chris, does this beer redeem your last beer? Like,
1: oh, okay, uh, yeah, uh, th- I'm oh yeah. Also from the same oh, revive. I just want you to have have a good night. So, oh, thank you, man. Uh, this is actually pretty good. This is also from the Revive Western New York restaurants. This is there the Indian Pale Ale in this pack. Uh, each beer is also a different style uh, in this pack, which is nice. And this is coming from one of my favorite uh, breweries, local, uh, and that's Forty Two North. And this is six percent ABV, and this is an Indian Pale Ale with, guys, this is a this is a hop I haven't heard or drank in a while, the chin, hook. chin Hook hops. That was one of my top four C. That was We like the C hops. I like you know Centennial, Cascade, and Citra. Chinook Citra right? Citra. And well, that, Citra C. came C. later, I think. It was still a C. And, uh, but this has, uh, chinhook cashmere. And, uh, does it have, yes, of course it has citra hops. So, like, what beer doesn't Why it anymore? Why would What uh, Indian Pale Ale doesn't. Uh, but man, that chinhook, like, resiny flavor is throughout it. And it's got that, then it comes in with that nice brightness from the citra hop. It is a nice, easy drinking, uh, Indian Pale Ale. This is r- just, it's fun. It's a, it's a fun nostalgic trip for me. It, just with that that chin hook and cashmere in there. It just tastes like when I was first getting into IPAs. It's it's enjoyable. Uh I wouldn't be surprised if this is just a repackaging of one their other uh, m- uh, what is it? Their Free, uh, 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 uh,
2: yeah Meridian um, beers. Starts with uh, a P. No. No meridian. Prime Meridian? Um, yeah, actually, every, anyways, you know, everything in this they, was they do their- brewed new for, for this. Oh, I would be excited if they said,
1: Hey, remember that beer? It's now called this over at 42 North. Come pick it up. It's good. Uh, 42 North did this week release their for the summer and it's going to be available throughout the summer. Their, uh, pineapple, wit beer, Hmm. Primal uh, Pineapple witta, and that'll be a j- available through their drive-up. So I might pick that up uh, next time I'm in East
0: Aurora. Yeah, let me know about that one, because I do love me anything pineapple-flavored. Yeah. This one is not pineapple-flavored, though. Oh, yeah, what, what are you uh, drinking, though? From Collective Arts Brewing, I have their Jam-Up, and this is a Boysenberry Blackberry Dry Hop Sour. And this is kind of what I wanted that Terrapin Strawberry Dreamsicle to be, because... It's a great amount of just berry tartness up front, but then you get that kind of nice hop on the back. It doesn't overpower the berry at all. It, I don't want to say it's like Mickey Boodle with like some like hop bitter on the back, but it's, it's kind of that because it's just such a nice berry taste that, mmm, fruit, like I feel like, I just had like a spoonful of mixed berries and then it's a delightful, like dry hop on the backside there. Uh, collective arts, like anything that they've done that has like jam in the title, like the jam up the mash, like pump up the jam. Like their jam beers are really good. Like the fruits that they use and like the flavor profile that they're getting from them alongside like the sours or the IPAs that they're doing it with. It all works really well. Um, Again, I've, I was burying it up today. I was burying the hatchet. Uh, so far, from the two beers that I bought for the show, like this is this is great. I, if I had picked up a four pack of this, I would have no issues with that. Like this can alone for like the four or five bucks is delightful.
2: Mm.
1: It, but it has poison berry, and there's only one thing I know about poison berry. And that's what I've learned from ordinary adventures and that's not sperry farms. That's, they love their
0: boysenberries. That's true. I I I guess this might be one of the first things I've had with a boysenberry in it. I can't tell you if I've ever actually had a boysenberry or like boysenberry pie or tart mm-hmm. or
1: anything like that. I was very excited because, and I'm sure you could get these other ways, but uh, after I gave blood, they had from Knott's, it said Knott's Berry Farm, uh, cookie zingers, you know, the cookies with the like thumbprint in it with a little bit of jam. And I'm like, oh, I'm like, oh, cool. I'll finally get to taste what Peter and Kitra are talking about on Ordinary Adventures. I'll get to taste some boysenberry. I could bring it back to the car, you know, after I waited a couple minutes, and they're like, yeah, you look fine. Go ahead. And uh, I eat them, and I'm like, "Oh, these don't taste anything that different." And then I look at the packaging; it's just raspberry. It's not even their oh, boysenberry. No. But it said Berry Farm Cookies," and I'm like, well, "Why aren't you?" Uh, maybe
0: maybe they do other berries too. Well, yeah, I guess so.
1: You can't put all your crop, you know, your eggs in one crop. Okay. Oh, dramatic, and now. A dramatic reading from the Bagman Boardcast from Black Hammer, Volume One, Secret Origins. Paul, well, you know you didn't put the picture right. to panel three. Yeah. Oh, okay. Chris and I. I'm, talked I'm sorry. About it. It's fine. Chris has the picture.
0: S- sorry, Dad, and uh, sorry, Miss Jewhot. <laughs>
1: And that was a dramatic reading from Black Hammer, Volume One,
0: Page One Hundred Two, Panel Three. She's a fifty-five-year-old smoker. I'm just, just saying.
2: Sorry, I got confused when I when I pulled it up Sorry, and I, I was like, my... Paul just
0: put the panel and page. He didn't put the picture up." You know, he was he was having trouble screenshotting, it, so I was like, "Oh, like I can just open the booking." And go there. Well, I guess next I time him. I don't walk away. You, you got up the bathroom to the I walk away, clean my glass,
2: and put my next beer in it. And I'm having from Community Beer Works their Ring Modular Double Bock. Uh, and this is, oh, geez, 8, 8.3%. Incredibly smooth for that. You get some really nice toffee, caramel notes on it. This is a nice double box. I don't think double box are a beer I continuously go back to or seek out. But I've really been enjoying all the stuff that Community Beer Works has been putting out. Then when they put out a double box, I was like, yeah, sign me up. Let's let's try this out. Their black IPA from like the previous episode was fantastic. And Chris, did I tell you that it is named after uh, the beer that sank it. Ad- you did not. We haven't. The beer that sank Atlantis. Uh, it is named after. Um, uh, I'm blanking on the band's name. Every, Every time, time I die. Uh, the yes. So the the guy who came up with the idea to do a black IPA and named a beer. He always loved that line, and he's like. That'd be a great name for a beer. So when they asked him what do they want to call it? He's like, well, the last uh, show I saw before COVID was Every Time I Die. This is the song I've always thought would, or the lyric I'd always thought would make a great beer title. Boom. Black IPA, Beer That Sank Atlantis.
0: So you were right, Chris. Uh, Say, I love me some beer. I love me some Every Time I Die. I like when every time I die, does their beer collaborations with... Con- was it Concrete Brewing? Thin Man. They've done... A, it was another brewery, they did too, collab- though. I
2: think they, they did collabs with... It was a brewery collab, and then they continue to do them with Thin Man.
0: Okay. Yeah. it's good. That just gets me going. And what also gets me going, guys, is Berries and oh, Beer. Yeah? Mm. berrying it up what kind today. of berry? And this next beer is actually one that we've all had together uh, when you guys came down and we made our first trip to uh, Hidden Springs Works in Tampa Bay, Florida. Uh, we had this and this is their humble pie and this is a boysenberry, almond, cinnamon, vanilla, sour ale with lactose. Uh, keep cold, drink fresh and man, would you take a sip of this? you do get all of that because it's got that nice sweetness. You get that kind of like cinnamon spice. You're getting that berry tart. Uh, this is just fantastic. First time we had this was at the brewery. We all did like tasters. And I think we all had flights of different stuff, but we had some crossover. We all tried to try something different just so we could all say, excuse me, sample it. And I think Humble Pie was one of the ones that we were all kinda like, ooh yeah, that was one of the like the best of the flight type situations. Cause I definitely bought a four-pack of it because I had checked into it, and then a couple weeks later I had checked into it again saying like, oh, day off try it time to enjoy a beer or three. So I'm thinking I drank the rest of the ones that I had down the road. Um, I picked up a four pack of this again. It was only 12.99 oh, that's for a four not pack. not bad at I all. do not regret it for at that all. Beer? Man.
2: I think I paid close to 20 bucks a four pack for that when it was at the brewery.
0: Uh, everything about it just sings. Like it hits all of those notes and it 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 tastes does it like so you well. took
2: like a piece of pie and blended it up and made it and just made it drinkable cuz it has that like that almond and those spices give it like that little bit of crust that you'd have in a pie crust like I remember that beer just firing on all cylinders and being absolutely delicious
0: Uh, still does
2: Paul what you got
1: I'm also drinking a beer from Community Beer Works, and guess what? It's from a four-pack, guys. Have you
0: heard about this Revive Western New York uh, restaurants? I've heard about it on a beer and comic book slash pop culture podcast that I record. Well,
1: guess what? Uh, Community Beer Works, they brewed a oatmeal stout specifically for this four-pack, and this is a really nice, easy drinking, 5.5% ABV. So So it's not a huge big boy, it's but It's got that big boy flavor, you know. It's it's coats the, your whole palate with uh just that stouty goodness, and it's you know got that oatmeal to it, so it's a little bit thicker and richer than uh, let's say your Guinness, which I've been drinking a lot of because it's you know just been St. Patty's Day last Wednesday. Yo, yo, um, right? That's the thing, um. And uh, it's easy. It's nice. I've only had a few sips because I cracked it open while you guys were talking about the beers you were drinking. But I'm enjoying this quite a bit. It's probably my taking out nostalgia from the last beer. This is probably my favorite of the four packs so far.
0: So when you said oatmeal stout, that just sparked something in me that I was like, I love oatmeal stouts. I don't remember the last time I had an oatmeal stout. Ooh, John, I'm looking forward to you talking about that one. Um, so I did some research on my untapped, and the last time I actually had an oatmeal stout was June 22nd, 2020. Uh, and that was Baby Cakes from Walking Tree Brewery. And the last time before that was like February 7th, 2019. I love oatmeal stouts, and I feel like I just don't get to Drink enough of them, and I don't know. Stouts why... Stouts
2: aren't
1: popular anymore well, because you only want to drink them during the winter.
0: Yeah, but I—that's like I—I I love all beers, but I think if I had to sit down and say, like, "Hey, what's your favorite style?" It would probably be a stout. I just love the dark, like malty And what's funny is like, Florida is
2: known for their stouts. Like you talk to anybody about different craft breweries in florida they're like oh yeah they do really good stouts i mean if you think about like when we go to angry tree what's half their lineup dark dark or angry tar- angry, angry, chair. angry chair thank you are dark <laughs> our dark beers angry Tree's a cider place but uh mm-hmm. angry orchard he doesn't know what is oh, that's, that's the one yeah but they do dark beers really well there so it's interesting
1: Well, they're they're brewing it all for those emo kids.
2: There's too much
1: sunlight down there. They're too happy. They got their Mickey Mouse all the time. So there's a lot of emo kids down in Florida. And they have to drink dark beers to make up for it. And that's something that I wish Chris was on the line for when I said it. Because I think Uh, he would have enjoyed it. I
2: opened my next beer. And I know you're just starting your stout, so you don't have to do that, but... I'm drinking another beer from Community Beer Works, and this is called Pop Culture Reference. It's a double IPA. Uh, it looks like a Campbell soup can. Uh,
1: yeah, it looks very cute. Is it a ounce. twelve ounce can or is that a sixteen? The pop
2: culture reference is oh, nice. Okay. The Andy Warhol painting because I believe we still have that at the Albright mm-hmm. Knox in Buffalo. Uh yes we, we have, have a, lot War, a number of uh, paintings there it is, um but yeah. just i mean the color on that it is such a deep hazy orange
0: it's yeah. a nice orange juice look to it's yeah.
2: almost like a really cool like a it's orange like brownie kind of color um
0: Oh, cool. It, it is brownish? It's a little brown. It looks brown.
1: I'm sorry, guys.
0: I thought it
2: was just
1: me.
0: Uh, yeah, I'm it's like, very, it's like golden. Like, there's a depth what to it. But this beer is... It, it it's looks... like
2: pineapple Like a light brown. coconutty. Really... I think this is one of the best beers I've had from Community Beer Works. And I loved that black... This is like... That black IPA was probably like my favorite but this is like just pushing like that number one spot absolutely delicious Paul you can find this right now I recommend you going out and getting this it's also only like $16.99 for a four pack um, okay.
1: I'm going to be running some errands I gotta to go to Home Depot got to <laughs> pick up some sandpaper to work on uh, my home Reno. So, you know, maybe when I'm out I'll pick that up and I can drink that while I'm doing yeah, my sanding and
2: refinishing. Um, yeah, this is delicious. This is probably my, my second favorite of tonight. But I think I would just be like, if somebody was like, I have a Mylar Bags and a Pop Culture Reference, which one do you want? I might just say like Put them behind your back, and I'll pick a hand. Because I would probably really enjoy wow. either one. I think I'd probably be hoping that I grab the mylar bag. That's like, but this is no. Just say the just say the mylar. No, culture pop, pop culture really reference, reference. Really, good. really good.
1: So that's saying a lot because John loves the other half IPAs. Like he loves broccoli. He loves. Broccoli Cheese, or what is it? Cheese Top Broccoli? I forget what Uh, it's called. Because none of the names make
2: sense there. Those guys, they... But I'm going to have to try And it's something I've said, is they found a great way to continuously repackage the same beer with minor tweaks to it. Every once in a while, you have one that kind of pops a little bit more than the other. But for the most part, other half make beer that is just really crushable, really good. Mylar Bags is definitely on the top of that. I think when I had all Citra everything a couple weeks ago I had yeah, I small was like Citra everything two, like two weeks ago which I thought was better than all Citra everything mm-hmm. but there's definitely been other half beers that I've been like this is okay or this isn't great um, but I mean this is probably one of the best beers from Community Beer Works that I've had, and I like I mean Frank Whale, that IPA, I like all those beers. I think they're good beers, but this is definitely head and shoulders above those. And it's a fun can, it looks like a Campbell soup can.
0: Uh, that's the thing, like yeah. as someone who doesn't get to get to try these beers, as I don't live in Buffalo, uh when I saw this pop up on their Instagram, I was like, oh, that's really clever. And as someone that enjoys beer and pop culture, like, that sparks something in me. Like, as soon as I saw that can, I'm like, all their beers, well, not all their beers, but a lot of their beers have, like, a pop culture reference when they're doing those kind of, like, small batch stuff. So seeing a pop culture reference being called out as a pop culture reference, it's very meta and, I don't know. It's just this is a snake just eating, just eating itself. I just it's like it. Ouroboros. It makes me be like, yeah, I respect yeah. that
2: something that
1: Uh, man ever since we talked about those oatmeal stouts being brewed down in florida and it's just for those emo kids i've had blink 182's song and i don't even know which one it is it's like don't waste your time on me because i'm just a voice inside your head oh gosh that song stuck in just that one lyric just looped in my head over and over again.
0: I, and I'm sorry, I to to love, if that is now looped in your I head. I used to love Blink-182, but, yeah. I
1: think I, it starts with hello there. Now it's
0: um, I know what song you're talking about, but it's it's gone. Yeah. It's just out of my mind. For whatever I, I reason, spent when
1: I do emo kids in Florida, I think
0: Blink-182. <laughs>
2: Blink-182. I'm not even I from play. Florida. Move on, Glory. Now they're from what Florida. What I do like is, like, oh. you made that reference, so you did it to yourself.
1: <laughs> I did it to myself, man. I did it, you know, all I'm like Sokka over here. All the pain that I will experience will be self-inflicted. It is <clears throat> That's right. Avatar: the last air uh,
0: reference. I was looking next to me, but it's not here. Uh for our anniversary I actually got a I I it's like a Sokka cactus juice shirt. <laughs> like it says like it's the quenchiest. Uh I'll find it later. It'll quench you. Uh, but, man, I, I feel quenched after having all these delicious berry beers, and it really puts me in the mood to read some yeah, comics. and
2: that's going to take us over oh, to oh. our trade and policy, and, um, we are reading Black Hammer, Secret Origins, Volume 1, uh, written by Jeff Lemire, art by Dean Ormston, Ormston, or- or- Ormston? I think it's Ormston. Is
1: it Armstrong?
0: Sounds right. Yeah, that that looks right. That's how I would have said it. Um, Now, I'm just flashing back. Did we read any of this when it actually came out? Because this is one of those series that I feel like I'm aware of because we record this show, but I don't know if I've ever actually read it. But I assumed I I have. Because I it's the Jeff Lemire so. book.
2: I believe I, I think bought we, issue one. Actually, I can look right in here and see if I bought issue one.
1: I think we read Barb Alien. We reread
2: yeah. read Barb but that Alien. That was more recent a and we
1: also ago. read another one shot. I think. Yeah, Paul, and I think we Paul, read another one shot. Paul, that you with and that I
2: read his Starman one with Doctor Star. Because I was like, Paul, I grabbed Dr. Star if you want to check it out.
1: Okay, that's what I was thinking of then. Because, uh, so, I've been aware of this line of comic books for a while now. And it's one that I've always wanted to try to really get into. But I was afraid it would just be a little too far off the pale for me. And after reading this... Spoilers it is just a touch just a sizzle well, this is it's just a nudge. this is the,
2: this is the book too far for me this is the book it's that not bad kind of launched that oh, where he's he taking characters that are basically based off of other characters and telling a story around them and after this i think there's like Maybe three or four volumes of just the Black Hammer. Then he started just doing like Paul. You and I started reading that, basically, which is what is Star Starman kind of his take on to, yeah. that world of Starman. <laughs> and it's not like a Jack Knight, but it's actually what Ted Knight, the, the, more of the father story. Yeah, and he continued to do that with other characters. This book takes five characters, which would maybe be like a Justice League kind of group. You have a shazam s character. You have a Martian Manhunter character. You have a Adam Strange. Adam you Strange. You kind of have like an older school, like the Blue Beetle that's not Ted Cord, but the version that was before him. Um, older, 40s wildcat kind of a superhero wildcat um and then a mystical creep a mystical one and you have those people who had fought some kind of anti-god creature and in defeating them a dark side a you know (laughs) elemental or whatever the um yeah kirby it looks kirby-esque dark side with a weird horn Um, thing But uh, Kirby also did the... What's the movie that's coming out? Eternals. Kind of a... Eternals. Celestial character. Mm -hmm. So you have... These superheroes fought that character, and in defeating them, were transported into... kind of another reality where they can't leave this town. And they've been stuck in this town for ten years. The character who is the Shazam-esque character... When she says the Zafram or whatever the, 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 the name of the, go, the wizard is, mm-hmm. she would turn into a, a, a child with those superpowers. And because she had, was that Shazam-esque character, she's for 10 years has stayed a child when she's, Chris made the reference earlier, she's a 55-year-old woman trapped inside an 8-year-old's body. So these people are stuck in this town. The first issue is kind of that setup, and then every issue from there is more of one of those characters' story within this world. Their secret origin. Their secret origin. Well, continuing the story of of them right then and Mm -hmm. there in this tenth year, um, trapped. I actually really enjoyed this. I had read this probably about I don't know maybe when it came out whenever this book was released um <laughs> 2017 um I read it there yeah. so going back I this is my second time reading it I still enjoyed it again it's Paul as you said like you kind of know these characters but it's slightly different take on them where it's not just that It's not John Jones, it's Mark Marks. You know, like it's a different take on those characters, but it's definitely interesting enough, and I remember when I finished this, I wanted to pick up that second volume. I would pick up volume two of this to continue this story (laughs) because it's left a little bit on a cliffhanger.
0: This is what Oh go ahead, Chris. Uh, No, I just have sidebar. So Yanni was walking by, and I was like, "I offered her some of the humble pie, and she took she stole a it. she took a sip of it, and then she walked away with <laughs> the rest of the pint glass." So I guess, so I guess that works. Um, but to get back into the comic, I feel like having maybe read this, and if I did, it wasn't recently. Jumping into it, I knew where it was coming from because doesn't beat you over the head with those like analogies to those other heroes but like if you're a comic book reader like you easily pick up on it and i forgot that when we read barbarian it was like a spin off from this because i felt like i enjoyed him more in this book than i did actually in barbarian number 1 even though like both of them were like my first intro to that character because I forgot it was like from the pages of Black Hammer when we like? And we had read that book but when I saw him pop up and so I was like oh yeah that's that's right uh, I don't, I don't want to keep eating into Paul's time because Paul probably has more interesting stuff to say than I do
1: I kind of forgot what I was going to say sorry. because you're right when I was talking about when we were talking about Alien, I'm like yeah The one shot that we are, the issue one that we read, basically, I was waiting for the scene that happened here with him hitting on his partner and that being him getting rejected. I was kind of like waiting for that to happen when I was reading this book because I read it in Barbalion number one. Um, This is one of those stories where I feel like I think I will really like it when I know there's a happy ending. It's kind of like Office season one. I watch that, and it kind of puts me off from the rest of the series, because these are all characters that are kind of just rubbing up against each other, and there's a lot of friction, and it's just, like, I I, I don't feel at ease. Like, I, I don't know who to root for. I, I just don't enjoy watching these characters kind of bicker and fight. Well- if the, the series then comes together and, you know, that friction basically smooths those edges and all of a sudden now they're all working together and it actually starts well, all turning together family. really well. And,
0: they are, but right. there's still those delineations in between them, even though they've been stuck here for 10 years. Like, Gale yeah. has a thing for barbealing. Like, she's walking around like smelling his sweaters. Like, there's... There's enough weirdness here that they're still separate people even though they've been stuck in this place like you have Madame Dragonfly who's like the weird like mystic witch character that's literally living off on her own because the source of her power, which is like the cabin in the woods, like got transported with them to this place like she just stays there, so when they see her somewhere else. It's like, oh, you're here too.
1: I have to say the introduction, that final issue of the straight where they introduce her in like that, that weird EC Comics slash
0: Tomb of Dracula. She's um, like she's approaching you as the, the reader. She's like, oh, keep this next page is going to be the one where things get weird. I don't blame you for not wanting to read it.
1: And then you turn the page and, oh, you're still here, dear reader? Well, continue on with another story of heartbreak, if you can handle it. Like, I'm like, okay, that's that's really fun, because it's playing with the comic book tropes of those eras. And unfortunately, you have to be a comic book, a fan of comic books, not just a comic book fan, to really kind of pick up and enjoy that. Like, you need to know what EC Comics is, or the tomb of Dracula or the old house of mysteries. Yeah. Uh, You know, those old horror books to enjoy it. If you read chilling adventures of Sabrina, like that also was playing off of those old EC comic tropes. Um, And I think there's, there is stuff here that I think I can latch onto and really enjoy. But if this goes on, or three whole, three trades, four trades of them just like grinding up against each other and not coming together as a team, as a family, I I can't get, I won't get into it. Like, I want to see them like shake this rust off and finally tone themselves as a cohesive unit and like work together. But at the end, spoilers for the end of the book, it seems like the whole point of the series is to pit people no, against I each other. The, like, we're going to be pitting ourselves against Madam Dragonfly.
2: They used to be a team. They used to work together. And then they've been... They all teamed up to beat the big bad, and now they are all basically useless. I mean, the...
0: Sorry, sorry, John. I, I I took a break. I came back, and are we are we talking about a <laughs> Umbrella Academy? Because I I got big Umbrella Academy vibes from this, but that kind of was what made me like this book more than I thought I was going to. Um, yeah, and it,
2: Paul, it's it's three trades. Uh, yeah,
0: okay, so there's only three trades,
1: which doesn't seem like a huge commitment, but. I need to know that this team actually comes together and actually starts acting not as a dysfunctional family, but as a true, like, family family. People that look at it after each other watch each other's back because that's what I enjoy in team books is everybody, you know, there's a cave troll. Everybody's, like, taking care of the cave troll, you know, that scene where the team comes together and starts fighting as a unit because uh, I already have that in trying to play Left 4 Dead again where we're not working together and it's very frustrating and I don't want to be so in that book. So far
0: in this first trade though I feel like there's not that big bad that they're all kind of building towards because so much of it is just them like trying to keep to themselves living on a farmhouse and then the big bad's gonna be the Black Hammer's daughter like trying to figure out what happened and we're the heroes actually went or is it the town sheriff that's after his cheating ex-wife? Like there's, there's no big story in this book. It's literally just like broken down. Like, Hey, here's who these characters are. Here's what led them to that point. And the, here's who these characters are was kind of the least interesting part to me because yeah, they're all analogous to other superheroes you might know, but I want to see them interacting together at the tail end of their careers. That That's what's interesting. Who they were before, I don't need to know because I know they're all just knockoffs of another character to give me that perspective.
2: Yeah, and I think these they are going to be coming together. They are going to be their own team, their own characters. And it has a conclusion. There is also like a Justice League Black Hammer team up where they team up with the Justice League. So it is, there is like a conclusion to this. And it's not like just a continuously ongoing thing.
0: So this wasn't an ongoing, like those three trades are just the three trades of it? Yes, the okay, bl- I, I wasn't sure honestly
2: the Black Hammer world where Jeff Lemire is like I love this story so here's me take a take on this character or saying like the Paul, Paul and I are huge Starman things Dr. Star has his own spin off series it's touches on James Robinson's Starman but it's its own thing but it's, it's a golden am- age. It's an Starman. O- It's an yeah. homage to James Robinson's Starman. That's why he names the character Robinson. Like mm-hmm. the Star Dr. Star is his last name's Robinson. Like he is taking on these things that he's loved about different comic book history and he's doing his own homage to them and I think that's kind of like what's interesting about this and you can pick and choose what you like you know I grabbed the barbarian number one because I was like oh it's a John Jones take like I'll be interested in reading that like issue five is coming out now which means it was probably about four months ago that we did the the tr- the look back yeah, on
0: it yeah maybe uh, but even then i remember that being one of my like kind of lower middle books because nothing was pushing me towards that character and i kind of came into this the same way where i feel like i should care about these characters because i know who they're based off of but there was enough there to like really seal the deal but i liked who they were in in that town, if that makes sense.
2: Yeah, and I mean, like, what is it, um, Gail, you wouldn't know until her issue, her, you know, mm-hmm. issue three, that she's a Shazam character, you know, and then it's different. It's she says the word and she becomes a superpowered adolescent when she's not that superpowered adolescent, she continues to grow, but every time she says the word, she becomes that adolescent with all the superpowers again. So she's a 55-year-old stuck in an 8-year-old's body, or a 10-year-old, or whatever they're putting it <laughs> who, Yeah, she's who, a who 70-year-old who in a 9 year old body. For 10 years, has had to keep doing the 4th grade. That would drive me crazy. Why they're just like, you're just on the farm. Like, who gives a shit? Like,
0: yeah, that, home, that- homeschool the kid. Like, mm-hmm. just say like, oh yeah, she doesn't go to school.
2: Yeah. Um, I I like this book. I'm I would pick up volume two. I'm gonna look and see what volume and two and three together cost because they have an an omnibus now. So if it's cheaper than buying the two trades, I'd just buy the omnibus. But I, I enjoyed this. I think the art fits the tone of the story, but I don't think the art is great.
0: I'm glad you brought that up because I think for me, the art was one of the big detractions from everything. Because everyone is just, it's very much, okay, how long can I stretch this face out? And how many lines can I put into it? And what really caught me is I sent you guys the panel. There's a panel of the weather vane that's on top of their farmhouse, and it's actually not in northeast, northeast southwest. like um, uh, south. Cardinal directions? Yeah, the they're not done properly oh. on the weather vane.
1: I didn't catch it, like, and I didn't catch e- it in the photo east, you sent me.
0: East and West are reversed. Oh. And it was one of those things like I was reading through it because I had it on guided mode because I was reading on my phone on my break at work. And I, I saw that page or that panel and I went to the next one. And then I read and I'm like, wait a second. And then I had to go back to it. And instantly it was one of those things that was like, well, this, this just kind of breaks it for me. And up until that point, too, I just wasn't a fan of the artwork. And then the colors are done by Dave Stewart, who did a lot of the Hellboy and BPRD books for Dark Horse, Mm -hmm. where everything's just that kind of like muddy, but it's supposed to look pulpy look to it, which I'm just not a fan of. And I get that's kind of what they're trying to draw from, because these are those pulp superheroes where it's the Black Hammer, Abraham Slam, like the dude that just his superpowers punching things. He doesn't have super strength. He just punches stuff really good. So I'm already going in like okay, a lot more grounded, like lower level superhero stuff.
2: I I, and I think I, the I, art does sell like that. I do have to say, Chris, the weather vane is right. It's not north, west, south, east.
0: That's not how the weather vane goes. Never it never eat shredded, shredded wheat. wheat east and west are reversed on it
1: which i, I think is just That could be a cue that this world this is
0: place not the right is,
2: world is not so the right
0: world or it's ma- that that could off. be it too but cuz this isn't when you're just reading like a like volume 1 issue 1 like that just comes off as like oh like that's just wrong oh not yeah, not, but, not like oh it's, something's askew it's like no like that's just well Done improperly,
1: maybe it's maybe it is foreshadowing a hint at you know something is off with the world. But Chris, I'm so glad you said this is a person that did the coloration or colors for BPRD because every time I looked at Barb Alien, I'm like this character just seems kind of familiar. And now that you mentioned it, it seems like a character that would show up in a Hellboy comic, you know, uh, when he's in his Martian form. Yeah. And, and maybe that's also why I enjoyed the Madam Dragonfly issue so much, because it seemed, you know, more, it just worked as well, a horror comic.
0: It does, kind of and thing. at that point, too, I think that's a more interesting story and more interesting issue, because you're, like you said at the beginning, like, it's an interesting way to tell that story with that EC comics to it. And then... It's basically just a tragedy where, you know, the poor woman's coming to the witch in the woods with their dead baby. And it's like, oh, I'll do anything, bring it back. And it's like, oh, well, hey, do you want this power? Oh, psych. The, the will wings come, come with in it. time. So, so does the, the woods. I'm out of here. Fade out. Done. Bye. But they n- did n- that...
1: Style of telling the comic books of that style when we got the secret origin of, um, uh, Gail because she does we, all the word balloon things. You know, we did get balloons. those, but
0: yeah, those weren't interesting for me. Even no, like interesting, like Abraham Slam, like his like story, like oh, I got, I got disqualified from joining the army. I was already disqualified from the Navy and the Air Force too. Oh. You you want to learn how to fight? You gotta you gotta commit to it. And the next thing you see is like, okay, we're punching people. And then that's that's the origin story.
2: No, the guy that trained him is killed, and then yeah. he, goes, he fights crime. And then
0: and then he then he punches more. Sorry, yeah. it's n- none of, none of the characters were really interesting. And I think coming into this, the most interesting one for me was. Barbalian and that's because I was like oh I'm aware of this character and I've had like a decent enough story with them before. Um, Colonel Weird I did not care about because the only time I cared about him was when they actually came to like dinner with the family and I'm like oh now he's just normal like he's completely cognizant of who he is and where he is. His issue just reminded me a lot of the Sandman stuff when it focuses on delirium and it's because those stories are meant to be weird and random and out there because they're not supposed to make sense. And those are the ones that I just I don't want to read.
1: It reminded me a lot of uh, like a person out like plucked out of time, like Slaughterhouse Five. Yeah, where he's, he's just he's experiencing his life out of order out of time. And except, um except
2: like, it seems like weird is continuously doing the same thing where like Billy Pilgrim Mm. is experiencing it once like Mm -hmm. oh yeah this is where I am right now this is the story that happens here where this guy is reliving these moments over and over and over again and it's driven him insane
1: yeah that's and I kind of like that. It's a Doctor Who episode where there is no happy ending yet, and that's why. Again, I will say before I read any more of these, I want to know if there's a happy ending. <laughs> because if it just is soul crushing and everything's awful for everybody, then I I don't I don't want to be here. I don't want to I don't want to be along that journey.
0: Was I a fan of it? No, but I would read more because, again, it smacks of Umbrella Academy, but without the whimsy. Like, I- Umbrella Academy has, like, that weird sense of, like, quirkiness and fun to it that's like, oh, like, this family's so broken and messed up. But there's enough, like, yeah, we, we know it is, but hey, keep reading because there's going to be some, like, fun to it. And I, would, I I don't think this has that fun.
2: It, it, it doesn't have the fun and it definitely doesn't have the whimsy because I don't think at any point these characters were that. Um, but yeah, it's definitely... I, I would definitely pick up the other two. I enjoyed it enough and I liked it enough that it was... It was an enjoyable read. I liked it. It wasn't like the greatest thing I've ever read. I think Jeff Lemire's Green Arrow run is probably one of my favorite Jeff Lemire yeah. runs. Um, But I enjoy that he's I enjoy that this exists and the dark or the Black Hammer stuff exists because there are those great stories that I like that I would like somebody who also really enjoyed them wants to tell a story that's reminiscent of those stories that I like. Because it's been years since I've been a superhero fan because they aren't writing books like I used to like them. You know, early 2000, Nightwing, Batman. There's, I mean the superhero books we used to really love they don't make any they don't write anymore and it's just i i want to be i i think i've said this before on the podcast i want to be a superhero fan again but it just they just don't make those books that feel the same as
0: i used to really enjoy them um, that's Nostalgia as a whole, though, like, nothing's ever going to be what you remember it being. You can only try to, like, play off of that or try to recapture it.
1: Uh-huh. Uh, have you tried uh, the 42 North <laughs> Chinook <laughs> Brewed <laughs> with Citra Hops and Cascade, <laughs> their Indian Pale Ale, out of the revived West New York restaurants? Because Paul, you that know is I nostalgia. have not. That's nostalgia. And a can. Paul, you going to have that sour? Not tonight. I, I, I have most of these beers still left to drink. I still have half of this one, half of the stout, and half, or maybe a third of the uh, the pancake one. Chris, do you have another beer? I, I mean, I'm
0: at the end of it, but yeah. I, I thought I we do. were. I thought we were just wrapping up the show. Yeah, we're wrapping up, but then you started a beer review, so I might no, talk I, about what I'm drinking. This is I'm going back and talking about the beer that was having earlier on the show. But did we talk about that on the show, or was
1: that when John dropped? And no, we no. Just... We talked
0: about this. This is this was my second beer. Oh, well, well, I opened up another beer during that. So, uh, from Hidden Springs Airworks, I have Manchild, which is their peanut butter and jelly sour ale with grape and blackberry. And, yeah, off the nose, it smells like you open up your Ziploc bag at lunch and just stick your face in there and breathe deep. It smells like peanut butter and jelly sandwich. And it's very peanutty up front, and then you get, like, a Berry, like tart sweetness on the back end. Uh, this is great. I picked up a four pack of this as well. John, did you have another beer? I talked about my fourth beer,
2: okay. the pop culture one. Okay, oh, yeah. because you okay. went, you went to the bathroom, and I was like, I need to kill time, and I just opened this beer. I'll talk about this. Don't blame my restroom habits on your hey, drinking, Chris. I don't spend
1: the money on the Ziploc top bags for my peanut butter and jelly sandwich. I just do the ones that you fold over. Oh, you do the faux. Yeah. Yeah, no Ziploc. No, hey, no actual do lock. you
2: guys, speaking about nostalgia and lunch bags, do you remember when you used to pack your lunch and they'd put a banana in with your potato chips and your potato chips would taste banana-y?
0: No. I remember my banana being bruised. Mm. What?
2: I don't know what you're talking You pack a lunch. Yes. You got a sandwich in there. Uh-huh. You got a banana. Yes. You got potato chips.
0: And a, its own Are bag. the potato chips in a bag or are they in a Ziploc bag? They're in a, I don't know, they're in a bag. They're, I think, fold over. Well, there's a difference. I think they're in a fold over bag. Am, am I getting bag? the bag of, like, Lay's, like, no, 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 no. package, they're, like, they're like, used to be 25 you're, cents? You're or are they the all network. just, like, stuffed into a Ziploc bag? They're stuffed, like, into Mom a Ziploc bag. Mom just lock a bag, bag. of chips. Okay. So no, this never happened to me. The fold over bag.
2: Yeah. But then they're in there, and, and then the potato chips, they taste banana-y because they were in there with the banana. Never had that? No. No.
0: no. Any any of my snacks were, like, pre-packaged. It was never,
2: mm-hmm.
0: like, a, hey, we have crackers. I'm going to put them in a bag.
1: Guys, I, I qualified for the free lunch back in the day. <laughs>
0: so my parents wouldn't pack
1: me a lunch because I got it free at, at school. Because, nice. You know. Yep. Well. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I guess
0: it's, it's free hey, lunch. That's never, true. Never say no to a free lunch. At, at uh, least and I'm, I'm never going to say no to a free comic book that gets passed across the desk. I I generally liked Black Hammer. Um, it reminded me of some other stuff that I kind of want to check out again. Or more like Umbrella Academy, or that other book that I don't remember. I want to say it was from IDW, where it was like. The crazy millionaire superhero who was dying, but he didn't die. It was something you brought to the table.
1: And there was the girl that he finds and brings in that was doing the interview.
2: I was texting my wife back, I wasn't listening to you.
0: What? Oh. Uh, The book, the book was from IDW, I think. It might have been Boom, but it was like the superhero who had died and. The book was like the reflection on his life, but it turns out he wasn't dead, he was going on another adventure.
2: Oh, um, and the girl, yeah, he was the, the girl shows guy. up to do the, interview. She's doing the yeah. interview, yeah. Um, it was DC actually.
0: Oh, was it? Yeah, I don't remember the name of the book, uh, but th- this made me want to read that book more because it's like you know, the aged superhero reflecting on his past life, um, again. Not bad, but at this point, I would just rather read better versions of those superheroes that I know instead of like a takeoff of it.
2: But are there new
0: stories that are worth reading of those characters? I mean, there's always going to be new stories. Are they worth reading? We have to wait and see. And that... Kind of just goes back to my pick for the list Where you know Tom Taylor on Nightwing is like boy Everything you liked about Nightwing It's back now It's like recapturing that Nightwing feeling that you would have had In the early 2000s When you were going to the comic book store To pick up like the new issue of Nightwing So is it possible Like yeah but You're not going to know those arcs Until they come out Kind of thing
1: eventually guys the writers are going to be the writers that grew up reading the books that we really liked (laughs) and and then they'll start writing the books that we really liked from the early aughts you know we just it's only 10 more years
0: oh my gosh I can't (laughs) wait for more paper girls
2: and let's let's hope we're still doing a podcast so we're actually reading those Uh,
1: episode 841 will be great (laughs) Paul have his
2: three million dollars and, <laughs> yeah. and I will and I not be have on the have show. A new friend,
0: <laughs> 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 and hopefully, uh, let us know if you checked out Black Hammer. If there's something we missed, if there's something we look past, maybe you kept reading it and you can give us some insight onto that. Let us know over at begnbroadcast at gmail.com or comment on any of our social media posts. Sorry, I have the hiccups now. <clears throat> All I know is this wooden chair that
1: I've been sitting on is not comfortable. Why don't you bring down your desk chair? guess it's upstairs. <laughs> and also, I would be then rolling it on this carpet and, you know, I don't know. Can't have that.